In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about the Lord is our shepherd, so sit back and stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday's sermon. My name is Travis, your host. With me today is Pastor Dennis. We are continuing our sermon series called Satisfied, and it's a study in Psalm 23 for our 40 days of Sabbath. We hope that you have enjoyed this sermon series so far. I know I have. I'm sure you have as well. Um, And if you haven't had a chance to watch or listen to uh, yesterday's sermon or any of our sermons in this sermon series, you can do so right here on our YouTube channel. You can also do that on our website or wherever get your famous favorite podcast. Not famous. I've done that twice famous. now. Famous. famous. We're not famous well, yet. Thank you. I think yeah. that's a Freudian slip. I think you're famous. You know, in my, you. You're famous in my book. Thank you. <laughs> continue uh, on. Continuing please. on. Yes. <laughs> so on Sunday, you were continu- continuing your um, message about the Lord is our shepherd, looking specifically at uh, Psalm 23, verses 2 and 3. And really, I think you you keyed in on verse 2 more than anything. Yeah, and and the problem is you can't key in on verses 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 without keying in on verse 1, the Lord. Yeah. Is my shepherd. So exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. and so and I loved your opening illustration of Shrek the sheep. Shrek the sheep. Do we have that up on a we'll, picture? On we ought to. Put well, we'll put it up there yeah. for you. Yeah, if you missed it, yeah, we'll Google put it up there. It. Shrek the sheep. Shrek He's a famous sheep. guy. I know, and it's such an amazing story too it of, of yeah. the sheep that you know hid from anyone who would try to help him. Yeah, and he got overgrown with wool, and mm-hmm. he was so burdened and and weighed down by all of the wool that he would have died if if humans had not intervened and yeah, rescued him. If you think him. a sheep, a, a sheep. 100, 125 pounds, mm-hmm. and he had 60 pounds of of yeah. just wool on him. Constantly Incredible. carrying that around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and you use that as an illustration to say, who who is our shepherd? Who is yeah. your shepherd? And, and how Jesus is trustworthy. He is the shepherd that will take care of us. Yeah. We don't have to run and hide or worry that he's going to you know, mishandle us not lead us, abandon us. Tell us a little bit more about that comparison. You know, that, that illustration of, of Shrek, I I, uh, I pulled a preaching task. You know, yeah. At the end of it, I said, there's nothing spiritual about this. And, of course, at the end, we come back to Shrek. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he was a rebellious, mm-hmm. cantankerous, mm-hmm. obstinate sheep. He's yeah. not a sheep you want in your fold. Yeah. And yet, when they captured him and took him back to the fold, he became a national treasure. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Jesus does for us. And and when we can begin to understand that it's not about, well, if I come back to the Lord, you know, I'm really, I, I, I don't deserve it. No, you don't. Oh, well, uh, uh, he deserves to be angry with me. Yes, he does. But the point is, is that he is the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I went to Exodus uh, when Moses, the shepherd, who is leading God's sheep out mm. of Egypt, out of bondage, and he meets with God. God shows him his glory, which would have been great, but then God describes himself, mm. compassionate, loving kindness, forgiving iniquity, sins, and transgressions. Over and over, God declares himself, and he's basically saying to Moses, Moses, I know that so much of what people want to see is, is this glory 
But let me describe what, what I want for people to know is mm. who I am. Mm. And then Jesus takes all of that and he says, John 10, I am, I am the yeah. good shepherd. Yeah. That I am in that in the Hebrew is that word that uh, that God used to describe himself mm-hmm. from Moses to Pharaoh. What do I tell people? Who, who do I tell people send me? Just tell them I am sent you, hmm. Yahweh, Jehovah. Yeah. And that's when David says, Jehovah, shepherd. Hmm. And Jesus says, I am. Yeah. The the good, the good shepherd, shepherd, the good shepherd. He even clarifies it yeah. further. And so, uh, I, you know, I. It's such a simple message. We mm-hmm. all know it. We all know Psalm twenty three, but we don't know it. We forget mm-hmm. it so easily. Why? Because we're sheep. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Right. That's the problem, and that's our character. And God knows who we are. Mm-hmm. And he treats us that way, right? So when we wander, we don't have to. We don't have to uh, wander away and then feel bad when Jesus comes looking for us, trying to do whatever I can to get back. No, he knows we're sheep, and yeah. sheep wander because of who they are, and right. we wander in the same way. At the same time, how great it is just to live in the fold. Yeah. Because in the fold, here, here, I mean, think about it. You can't have a flock of goats that follows you around like sheep. Mm-hmm. Goats are independent. Yeah. Goats are, are uh, browsers, not mm. grazers. You know? Yeah. A sheep grazes where he's at. A, a, a goat just keeps going around nipping and tucking on everything he can. Yeah. And so that's the difference. And so here we have a shepherd with his flock. And what does he do? He gives them safety yeah he removes all of the fear from them Mm -hmm. he makes sure that they're getting along yeah and finally and most important he brings them food good food and Mm -hmm. good water Mm -hmm. and so they stay that's what god wants from us there's freedom you can wander off if you want to yeah but if you're under the master's hand if you're under if you're under the boss's management right the shepherd Mm -hmm. then there's no reason to yeah it, I'm just my mind's just blown. I'm re, I'm just going through this stuff and going. I've been following God for fifty years, and yet here I am in this study of you know thinking, honestly thinking, hey, it's the Sabbath. Let's do something simple, and that's when it came up among us. And James agreed that Psalm twenty three would be a good and just let's just go one verse to one verse. And yet I am captured every mm. week. Mm-hmm by the Holy Spirit just digging down and just showing me who I am yeah. and who he is, the right. good shepherd. Wow. Yeah. My mind's just blown, man. It's it, just great. It's just, a, yeah, I, I think it's amazing. And, and one of the things that I have been realizing and recognizing lately is is how often this theme and imagery of sheep and shepherds is repeated throughout the Bible. <laughs> Over 400 times. Yeah, it's really Over amazing. 400 and times. To, when you talk about in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, that's where Jesus is talking about this. I love that he also distinguishes himself from the hired hands. Yeah. You know, hired yeah. hand, you know, doesn't care a whole lot about the sheep because he's just yeah. a hired hand. Yeah. But the yeah. shepherd lays down his life for yeah. his sheep. Yeah. And he runs away when the wolf or the mm-hmm. bear mm-hmm. or the lion comes along, yep. you know. Yeah. He runs away. And then, you know, we, there's so many different 
points throughout the scriptures. And remember this, that shepherds, uh, particularly, you know, in, in Eastern countries right now, shepherds are like low men on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They're not, I mean, they stink. They, yep. they, they don't have any social skills because mm-hmm. they spend all their time alone with sheep, sheep. you know? Yep. Yeah, uh, and they're just a different crew of people, mm. and that's who Jesus says He is. That's who he identified with. Yeah, that's who identified. Why? Yeah, because the shepherd is there to serve the sheep. Yeah, and that's what Jesus came to do for us. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty. We talked last week in Monday Moments about poetry, and and I think that's one of the be- beautiful things about using poetry like this, is like you said, there's so many layers and nuances mm. that can be discovered yeah. Yeah. new and afresh even if you've whether you've been walking with the lord a year or like you said over 50 years there's something new that the lord wants to reveal that maybe you never saw before i think that's one of the most amazing things yeah about and, poetry. you know and if i could just you know and if you're new to the scriptures and you're thinking i don't know anything well <sighs> here it is 50 years later yeah. and there i just i don't know everything that's the right. point and so start where everybody, we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. It might not, you don't know anything, but I don't know everything. Yeah. And that's the point. There's always something more. This is a, this is this constant, you know, I love that picture of the still waters. You see, mm. sheep, sheep don't like the rapids. Mm-hmm. They don't like water that they can see as moving. It spooks them. Yeah. So that's why what would happen is that the shepherd would go to one of these rivers that was flowing and he would literally dig out for his yeah. for his sheepfold. He would get down there, he'd take, uh, literally, some of the descriptions were that, that he just got naked mm. and he dug out wow. these places where the water could flow and where there would be calm, clear mm. wow. water for the sheep. Yeah. That's our shepherd. Wow. That's our shepherd. That's amazing. And, and so again, it's these clear waters mm. The Lord knows we're skittish. He yep. knows we wander. Yep. He knows that we're not capable of finding good pasture on our own. Mm-hmm. And he treats us as the good shepherd, as the good yeah. shepherd, as opposed to the to the hireling. That's the word mm-hmm. that she used, the hireling uh, that is not. And then he talks about being the door of the sheep. You know, another yeah. great illustration where the door of the sheep, he literally laid down at night in front of the entrance they would run the sheep into a uh, into a, a, a mountainous area and find where the rocks would almost completely cover mm. and then he would lay down in the front he was the door wow. and no one got in unless they stepped over him mm. you know that is our shepherd yeah. he knows who we are right there's a passage that says he knows that we are but dust right you know right and he treats us that way. Yeah. And he's not ashamed of it because he created us that mm-hmm. way. Yep. He created us that yep. way. Yep. And I love that the book of Hebrews carries that thought a little bit further. You know, he said he became like us. Oh, Obviously, yeah. he didn't sin, yeah. but he knew our frame in every way. And therefore, he is not ashamed to call us his brothers. Yeah. And I think that's just such an amazing insight into yeah. the character of God and the character of Jesus in that. Even though he knows that we're but dust, he doesn't look at us in a condescending kind of a way or a disappointed kind of a way. He, he just knows. Yeah. He just knows that's our, that's our nature. Yeah. Yeah. And he loves us. And I think yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. One of the things that you talked about was submitting to the shepherd. Yeah. And I think that's such an um, important component 
to our relationship. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Obviously, you know, and you even kind of mentioned this with, with the illustration with, Sh- with Shrek. He was this rebellious, cantankerous sheep that didn't want to submit to anybody. Yeah. And I definitely think that we have that nature within all of us, whether we realize it or want to admit it or not. But... W- what I'm curious about, you have a you have a counseling background as as well as pastoral. And Don't so, tell people that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Strike that from the record. <laughs> uh, but you know, what are some of the reasons that you've seen that people have a hard time yielding and submitting to Jesus? Oh boy, that's kind of a big question. I know, and this can well, be a lot of Well, it's kind of, of a big question, and I've been thinking a lot about it lately, honestly. Mm. And I'll tell you, when you look at the setup, how the enemy has brought us to the dysfunctions of our society right now, Mm. it's generations old, Mm -hmm. generations old. You go back to a a point where everybody looks to, and it wasn't that great, but we all look at it, the 50s and Ozzie and Harriet and Mm. Leave it to Beaver and all that kind of stuff. And we think, oh, that was the perfect family. The 60s came. And what was introduced into the 60s? Uh, Free love, Mm. free dope, Mm -hmm. free life, free, 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 which became the 80s of bondage. Mm. Because what happened to those folks from the 60s and the 70s that were living that lifestyle is that the the, the drugs uh, Mm. became the alcohol, Mm -hmm. uh, the free love became divorce, Mm. And here we have now a, a, a new generation that's coming along in the 80s and into the 90s, children that are being raised mm-hmm. in broken homes, more than not. The last statistic that I saw was, and I need to look this back up, but I can tell you over 70% of young people today have lived in a single-parent home wow. at one point or another. Wow. Over 70%. That's huge. It is. Yeah. But because it's now so common... We don't see any dysfunction, right. and yet it is. And it here's is. the dysfunction. The establishment of authority happens in the home. Mm. In a godly home where you have two parents that are serving one another, mm-hmm. seeking to serve and to train their kids in the way of the Lord, mm. when you have that, authority is established. It's Mm. established through the dad. It's established through the mom. Mm -hmm. It's established through the union of them together. Mm. You see, it meant something when I was a kid, when my mom would say, wait till your father gets home. (laughs) I mean, it meant something, you know, it meant something. It not only established his authority, but it established her authority as well. Mm. Because it says that these two people were on the same page and there are two of them and one of yeah. me, and they are smarter than I am, and they have more money. Yep. So I better do what I'm told to do. Right. So consequently, what happened is that authority mm. was interrupted. Now, what happened when authority was interrupted? When authority is interrupted in the family, authority is interrupted in the church. Yeah. And so scroll ahead, and what do we have now? We have people who are going church to church to church to find out what. What do I want to hear, and how do I want to hear it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no authority there. Right. It's all, what is in this for me? Mm -hmm. Now, I I don't, again, we're sheep. All we're doing is what we have been trained to do. Right. But the church must once again stand up and declare that authority is good. Yes. And authority, not just the Lord's authority over me, mm-hmm. but the church's authority. 
Yeah. Because God gave the church authority. Jesus said, he said, upon this rock, Mm -hmm. I will build my church. Mm -hmm. And listen, the gates of hell will not be able to stand against this one. Mm -hmm. That is incredible authority. Yes. And if the gates of hell will not stand against the church, Mm. then what does that say about what God has invested into the church? He's invested all of the tools and all of the spiritual authority that is in heaven into the church. Yeah. And consequently, one of the biggest problems, I think, in the church today are that people get upset and they leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or pastors don't, don't live out the... Uh, the the servant leadership of authority right. that they've been given. What, right. It happens all the time. But when we finally commit and submit, mm-hmm. when we do that, yep. in the relationships that the Bible says that we are to do that in, mm-hmm. then what happens? Our children change. Yes. That begins this generational change back. Mm-hmm. Now, I... Uh, you know, that's part of the reason why I love, you know, we have a really young staff. We really do. Yeah, I need to add yeah. up the ages to find out what it is. But, I mean, we've got a ton of kids that are below the age of 10. Yes. And y'all bring these kids to church. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them call me Pop. Mm-hmm. They call James Uncle, yeah. Kelly Aunt. You know, the, there is this relationship yeah. that is established of, yes. that is called a Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Yep. And it's so good because what authority does in a child's life is produce security. Right. That's what it does. Yeah. So if I see someone who lacks security in their life, what they need is somebody who can establish proper boundaries, that's authority, right. yep. and keep them safe. Right. And so a kid, what does a kid do? He goes up and he wants to know where the boundary is and he pushes against mm-hmm. that boundary yep. not to try to break through, but to make sure that it's not moving. Yeah. And when you have proper authority, mm-hmm. when you've established authority, authority in the home, authority in the marriage, mm-hmm. authority in parenting, authority in the church, yeah. then the kingdom authority comes alive. Mm-hmm. in a person's life. Yes. And transformation takes place. Yeah, it's amazing. It's interesting that you're bringing this up and I'm I'm just now kind of connecting the dots between our modern day equivalent and and looking back at the example of the Israelites in the Old Testament starting with the book of Judges. And judges, you had this, you know, sort of downward spiral where, you know, they would do okay for a little bit, but then they'd go down and then they'd do a little bit, but it's always this downhill trajectory. And one of the interesting things that it repeats is that in those days, Israel had no king and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Yes. And I was just reading in um, uh, First Kings and Second Chronicles where they, they, they sort of mirror each other. Micaiah the prophet, excuse me, comes to King Ahab. And Ahab was not a godly king, mm-hmm. but he's partnering up with um, Jehoshaphat, who, yeah, was, who was a godly, a godly king. king. And Micaiah prophesies um, defeat for King Ahab. They were wanting yeah. to go to war with some neighbors, and he prophesies defeat. And I thought, I never noticed this before, and I just thought it was so timely that we're talking about this right now, is that Micaiah paints this picture. He says, I see Israelites scattered on the mountains like sheep without, without a, a shepherd. shepherd. Wow. And then mm-hmm. what yeah, does Jesus what does Jesus say? Yeah. He had compassion on the people because, because they were they like were sheep, sheep without a shepherd. without a shepherd. Wow. And and mm-hmm. and it just goes to show that in today's day and age 
where we may not have, some of us might, you know, in other countries live in monarchies, but we don't live in a monarchy. And so we don't have this direct apples to apples comparison of kings and, and, you know, kingdoms. But where does the authority start? Like you said, in the home. And when you don't have that, that king, that shepherd, that authority in the home, of course, the natural inclination is to do whatever's right in your own eyes. And I think that's, I'm sorry, and that's kind of a lengthy thing, but I'm just kind of well, connecting those dots. Everywhere you look, there are sheep and shepherds. Yeah. You see, that's the point of Scripture. It is really simple. It is. If we can just take the key and not try mm-hmm. to make it, not try to, oh. not try to recreate mm-hmm. the message. Exactly. You know? It's simple. We are sheep. He is the boss, mm-hmm. the manager. Yep. Will I submit or will I be Shrek? Yep, you know? yep. And, and, you know, it, it, just, it just goes on and on. I've mm-hmm. been thinking a lot about authority because, honestly, I've seen, you know, I've seen the devastation of people. Not that they're rebellious, but that they're unaware of the value of authority in their life, right. particularly when they were raised in single-parent mm-hmm. homes. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's not, a, that's not a slight, but that is saying, if you're a single parent, mm. get your kids in a church where they can experience authority and learn to submit to proper authority. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that somebody's going to tell you what to do. See, that's the whole thing. Jesus said, come under my authority Mm -hmm. and I will set you free. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And the most beautiful pictures that we have, in fact, I just, I just found one. I've I've been looking at uh, Larry Dykes, uh, who's a a modern artist and his, uh, his pictures. And he's got a lot of sheep and shepherds. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful part of it is that the sheep and the shepherd are just, they're just minuscule in these mm. pictures of these vast, vast vistas mm. of, of green grass and trees yeah. and forest. And here, there's plenty of room to wander Yeah, if you'll just be under the authority of Isn't the that shepherd. amazing? It's yeah. so paradoxical. Yes, it is. It, it doesn't make sense. And this is, this is godly wisdom. It, it, it confounds the wisdom of the wise yeah. Yeah. that... In order to be truly free, we have to submit. And yet yes. everything within us says, no, if I want to be truly free, then I'm not going to submit. I need to make my and, own decisions. And that's the lie. Yeah. I, just It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, I know we're just about out of time. I wish we could continue talking a yeah. little bit more because there's yeah. so much, like you said, uh, to talk about. But thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to, to talk about this. And, and thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you got something out of this. And if you did, please let us know. Um, how has the Lord shown himself to be a good shepherd in your life? Um, let us know in the comments, send us a message. We would love to hear that. And we hope that maybe you could uh, maybe encourage somebody else uh, by sharing how the Lord has been a good shepherd in your life. So however you want to do that, please let us know. We would love to hear that. Yeah, and let me just make one other comment. Yes. You know, if, if, if you're in a place where you're wondering if it's safe, mm. if it's safe. Mm-hmm. See, that was Shrek. You see, yeah. it wasn't safe. You know? Right. Is it safe to follow through with this? I don't know about this submission stuff. Would you just take a moment to simply submit yourself mm-hmm. to Jesus mm-hmm. and ask him to speak to you, go to his word, and begin to read? Yeah. And he will. He will. Take a chance on Jesus. Hmm. Not on people. But take a chance on Jesus. Yeah. He really is the good shepherd. Oh, yeah. He's a good shepherd. And he will set you free. Mm-hmm. Promise. Yeah. The guardian of your soul. Oh, I love that. Love yeah. that verse. Yeah. So yeah. good. Well, thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week.